0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, now. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, 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 man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Caught. Touchdown to Cordy, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown toy bias! Corn bread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. D
1: Troy Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back back here on a Wednesday. Um We are here with the one and only Grifka, and we are here to talk Detroit Lions football, um, where you drink it in right here on the Kool-Aid cast. You know how we do. We serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on the podcast. Grifka, how are you, buddy?
2: Uh, Doing good. Doing good. It's uh, nice to be back talking to you again
1: uh i wish i could say the same no we had fun last week i obviously uh bashed you as i've been known to do you you had a pretty good show i i I didn't mind it uh you always make me laugh when you do your your gimmicks in your show as well as i I think the people loved my uh i pulled the wool over their eyes a little bit with the lions had a huge signing and the signing was me signing Jadavion Clowney to the detroit lions i i think they're laying in the weeds grifka i think it could happen why not pay the guy and and try to go in for this year i know he's not the perfect fit but I had some fun with that and I I really hope they pull the trigger on him or somebody big here. But uh, I thought we'd talk a couple quick news and notes off the top. Uh, Julian Okwara, Romeo's brother got inked up uh, right before we started recording here um, to his rookie contract. And we've also signed Stenberg and Penasini. So those guys, uh, kind of the lower um, half of the draft picks, still haven't got uh, Okuda and Swift inked yet. But uh, you got to be happy that these guys are getting in. I mean, I think it makes a big difference nowadays with um, no more of that haggling around. The the, the $40 million guaranteed, the holdouts. I mean, uh, rookie contracts are pretty plug-and-play these days.
2: Yeah, it's nice that even with this going on and contracts are being able to be signed, everything's being able to get hashed out, either through Zoom meetings or emails or whatever it would be, but it is nice for that to happen. I'm not quite for sure when players, you know, when they get the playbooks, if it has to be when they sign or not, but uh, anytime they can get guys in and they can uh, start working with coaches either through. Meetings, you know the the Zoom meetings, which are a lot of fun because I've been on those. uh It's it's uh, good to get them in, get their feet, get get their feet wet. So
1: Grifsky, uh, here's a hot take for you at the beginning of the show: If the Detroit Lions weren't picking in the top couple picks back when they had those horrible rookie uh, contract uh, agreements or parameters, I guarantee you the Lions win a playoff game at that point when they had Stafford, Calvin, and Sue in those you know that four year span, but. To pay all those guys that ridiculous guaranteed money off the top, it totally hurt the Lions, and obviously they bungled every second round pick and a lot of other picks in, in that mix. But ha- had we got Adamic and Sue for I-, I don't have the like number two picks numbers in front of me, but do you want to know what what Julian O'Quara's numbers are, Grifka, for his rookie contract?
2: Yeah, because um, I-, I feel this could be one of the Lions players that could, even though it's you know pales in comparison to. The, the days of your, I uh, believe this might be, he's going to exceed this contract no matter what. And everybody's going to be loving that.
1: Griffka, this is a, a funny bit we've done previously on the show. Do you want to guess first of what it is? Cause I've tried to school you on contracts, but I'd love your guess. If you haven't seen it to see if you're just way out in the stratosphere, like you have been he's, in the past.
2: Okay. Um, This year,
1: four years, uh,
2: 750,
1: no four years. What does he make over the four awesome. year rookie deal?
2: Over the four years, yes, uh, two million.
1: So for for playing oh, four years, right. wow. four years, okay. four years of football, he makes two million dollars. Right. Is your guess or two million per year?
2: No, I'm saying two million over the total of the thing.
1: <laughs> okay, well you've come around, Griffith. Because last time we played this game, and I asked you to guess Graham Glasgow's rookie deal. Yet I'm at about four years, thirty five million dollars, and then I had to coach you up that. A third-round pick, Aquara was taken with the where was he taken? 67 overall, third pick in the third round. He signed a four-year deal, so he's here for a quarter of a decade. <laughs> uh, four years, four million dollars, 4.9, 4.9, barely a million dollars a year in his rookie. He has a year. He has a base of six ten, six hundred ten k. A little signing bonus, a cap hit of 895000 I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. I mean, do these guys not recognize that they probably could have just been picking up a basketball years ago and, and instead of making, I don't know, four years, $4 million, making four years, like, 80 million (laughs) playing hoops, like this is just crazy to me how little these guys get paid. I mean, going the octagon, you could make a quadruple that. It's just crazy to me, but that that is such a steal, Griffka, You you, please promise me you'll never argue with me again about draft picks because they are the they are the golden ticket. I mean, uh, who is that Grandpa Joe? That lazy ass that just sat in bed all day, and then his kid got the golden ticket, and he jumped out of bed dancing around like. I mean that that. That's him after getting draft picks rather than paying guys like you would do. He's like, I got a golden ticket. I mean, shut up, old man. You haven't done anything for the family. Like, I mean, are, is that where we're at now with rookies? Because can't you see it's just ridiculous? I mean, that's for a upper third rounder.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, that's that, I, it's great. Still, it's like one of those things. Those guys, they're like I said before, prospects are suspect till they do anything. So that's why they're that's why they're drafted. That's why they're not paid as much. That's why. They switched you know the NFL Players Association the, the yeah. veterans got so mad when guys were, those rookies were holding out for big deals and they hadn't proved anything and all those guys would bust out you know and be out of the league in three years four years where guys and you know the guys that't been around you know yeah you know, they're on their first big contract and they're making what the rookie make so yeah
1: yeah so, but I'm just saying you, you I'll, I'll still 50. pay a
2: guy I'll, I'll pay a proven commodity <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course you will. But I'm telling you that, like, you got 53 men on the roster, so I know why they can't all be multi-multi-million-dollar deals. But I'm looking at it now. Okuda's cap hit's going to be barely six. Swift is, like, 1.5. Aquara under a mil. Everybody else. I mean, you start getting down to the Penicinis, it's barely 500,000. I mean, like, if Penicinis is a halfway decent role player, I mean that's that's incredible value for a player. I mean you, you can only have a couple of these big pay guys like you like to pay every year ten twenty million, give them whatever they want. Everybody else just makes peanuts in the NFL. It's crazy to me. Anyway, I'm I'm glad the rookies oh, make peanuts, uh, bud. Dude, it's professional sports and getting your body beat up the way these guys do like a million dollars a year. That just doesn't even seem worth it to me, but whatever. Like it's it's. I'm glad he's on the team. I, I like his talent. Uh, I think it's a great signing. I, I love draft picks. We all know this. All the Detroit Kool Aid drinkers know this. But uh, don't ever argue with me about uh, giving away a third round pick for some bum or, or paying a guy twenty million. That's over the hill when you can just go draft people at that kind of price. Would you? Grifka, we got to keep this thing moving. Did you see these articles about the top coaches and the top GMs? They they ranked them one to 32. Did you see this?
2: Yeah, I saw them, but they're pretty much click bait for me because, you know, much like you, when what we do on Fridays, I just kind of get annoyed by it because they're just total disrespect of <laughs> anything. I mean, the Lions could go out there and get Bill Belichick and they would find him probably like the 31st best coach because he coaches the Lions. <laughs>
1: Well, this, this did not come from lions 24 seven. I don't have the, I'm not going to give credit where credit's not due, but, but they have, they had Bob Quinn as the 25th ranked general manager in all of football. They had Matt Patricia as the 30th ranked head coach. We all know they haven't won at the level anybody expected. People always want to beat him up for every pick that isn't a hall of famer or pro bowler. I don't know. Kind of like you do, but, I mean, you you can't have people like Matt Rule and and the the guy from Cincinnati and all these people in front of Matt Patricia. I mean, that's just ridiculous to me. What's Wait, your take you on these guys really? being?
2: Oh now yeah, Matt Rule in front of him.
1: Well, we'll do the math, Grifka. He's, he's 30th. There's only two people behind him. Yeah, all those guys, all the rookie coaches are in well, front who's of Matt behind Patricia. Gee, I didn't even bear to look. But, I mean, they got to be wow. really bad because these guys that haven't even had a cup of coffee in the league, our coach has Super Bowl rings and has, has been in basically every ball game despite injuries, despite his roster, is 30th. I mean, the guy's a freaking rocket scientist. Are you kidding me?
2: Wow, that 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 boggles my mind. I mean... Yes. Okay. I mean, they probably would have. Was it, the New York Giants quarterback just was? Was he like the quarterback coach in New England? And He kind of like came out of nowhere.
1: Special teams.
2: They must have him rated pretty high too. Oh, he was special, a special teamer.
1: Special teams. I guess, coach, I, guess I can't yeah.
2: complain. Well, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach too, <laughs> but he has the pedigree for it. You know, he did more than just walk on the New England Patriots practice field and all of a sudden, you know, become a great coach.
1: <laughs> Grifka, if. If you were to compare, like, John Harbaugh to the new Giants coach, um, gosh, his name even escapes me. It doesn't even matter. But how, how would you maybe compare the two? Maybe, like, a poor – I mean <laughs> – how would you do that
2: he's a, he's a the New York Giants head coach is a poor man's joe um was it joe avizano i think it was joe avizano the old <laughs> Dallas Cowboys special teams coach that always always got airtime for the Cowboys i've never seen a special teams coach get as much airtime as that guy i mean they would do something good and he would look like he could punch a hole through a brick wall i mean i'm sure that guy's pretty cool but still it's like wow. Joao got so much got the most pub ever for a special Why teams coach. You, he was no, he was nowhere close to Stan Kwan. <laughs>
1: Why do you think that might be their uh, Grifka?
2: Because much like, you know, you know, and I like Amari Cooper, but you know, his you know revelation of like, it's like we're always on TV. Well, yeah, go figure, because you play for one of the most favorite teams in the NFL. Duh. <laughs>
1: What are, what are some other teams that, that might be, uh, I don't know, favored by the NFL or, or be, uh, uh, the, the bizarro lions, let's say.
2: Oh, geez. I mean, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you know, LeFleur from green Bay is probably like right up there in the top five because, you know, we had Aaron Rodgers, So he's obviously, you know, a genius. And, you know, yeah, I, you know, Belichick's like, a great coach can't complain. I do like Mike Tomlin and, in Pittsburgh, so I really can't say bad about him. But still, I mean, there's some guys that, I mean, like, you know, John Gruden, did the game not pass him by? I mean, really? I mean, come on, really? But obviously, they brought him back. He's probably ranked in the top five as well. And I like John Gruden, but still, I mean, it's like, I, I don't, I think the game's passed him by a little bit, but I know they got him ranked pretty high. So, And your boy, I mean, the guy who you really like, Bruce Arians, he's probably ranked (laughs) pretty high, too, but I kind of like Bruce Arians.
1: (laughs) Griff, all of this crap uh, is funny to me, but it does this.
2: It drives me freaking bonkers.
0: (laughs) Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall
1: guy.
2: That's what the poster said. See
0: Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists
2: to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
1: Griffo, <laughs> let, let, let's get into the show here. We, we got a funny show for the people. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the beginning, but we're, we're going to get into it right now. So, Grifka, over the years, I mean, me and you are Jim Rome fans, right?
2: Oh yeah, I, I yep, well, I like Jim Rome.
1: I, I I know you're probably like always attending functions, or your two your job is so important, or your life's just so pristine that you can't carve out a couple hours to listen to Jim Rome, or or keep up with him. So I always have to get you up to speed on all the funny gimmicks and whatnot. But there's three funny things, uh, three must must uh listens when it comes to Jim Rome and that's the smack off the one day of the year where the best callers call up and talk junk to each other that's coming up next Friday June 19th I'm sure we got some Rome fans listening make sure you check out the Jim Rome smack off it is hilarious Uh, all the callers call up and kill each other and talk sports and uh, make each other laugh it's hilarious Uh, they stopped doing this but this was hilarious the hack off, which was the worst callers of the show would call up and, and Jim Rome would listen to them. And then usually drop the hammer on them. And they did something called Romageddon, which he let uh, his callers call up and do all the things he always forbids on the show one time only. So Grifka, what I thought we do, we're going to quickly walk through each of those Detroit Kool-Aid cast style today. And, and if we start with the smack-off, I mean, I think the fans saw that a couple weeks ago when I laid the hammer down on you f- during my show. I talked sports. I, I made fun of you. I entertained the people. I mean, I think they voted and obviously uh, crowned me king of smack when it comes to Detroit Kool-Aid, uh, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I mean, if if you wanted to hear a previous smack-off call maybe from one of our callers, I mean, it might sound a little something like this. All
0: right, it's your boy Conrad down here in Huntsville, Alabamski. <laughs> now here's the thing. Typically, when I call in, I say, hashtag Team Griffka. But I got some news for you, old Grifsky. I'm not hashtag Team Griffka no, no more. I heard you talking about the Macy Dixie line and all yeah. them down in Alabama, them mobile homes, and I'm not happy with you, <laughs> young, young young fella. I'll tell you that right now. Second thing is, here, here, old Grisky, is that how are you going to sit there and predict that the team's going to go 12-4 and 4 and then you just complain for 35 to 45 minutes about how bad the team practiced? Take a side, Grifky. Stop going back and forth, you waffle maker. Don't think I didn't forget about you, old Oprah. What? am just mad at that podcast because Bat-Pap picked them over you. I can't help y'all no more. I can't do it. This your boy Conrad, calling from Huntsville, Alabama, and I'm out. Peace
1: now that's how you bring smack that's how you talk smack now first of all conrad from huntsville it's oak not okra i just want to let you know uh but you have dubbed grifsky the waffle maker which is uh, going to be a timeless tradition here on the show that was classic i mean grifka after a call like that on jim rome you might hear you 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 huge rack him <laughs> something like that like uh do you recall that i mean that was a good day here on the show
2: yeah, I I miss the the days of Conrad calling. He must have something happened down there, like his mobile home blew away or something. Or, you know, the Campbell Soup telephone that he used to call us, you know, doesn't work anymore, got disconnected. You know, one of the baby. You know.
0: <laughs> Roll tie, baby.
1: So, so that would be yeah. like the smack off. Uh, us going back and forth, callers calling. We, we always uh, give that uh, call in line where you can call in and talk smack. Waffle Maker, what, what would that number be?
2: That number is 989-272-3484. Once again, that's
1: 989-272-3484. Absolutely. Uh, We'd love people to call in. I know we're somewhat in the down period, but we're going to get the football. We want your calls after games, before games, about players, all that stuff. And you just got to bring the heat like Conrad will put you on the show and you could become legendary like him. Grifka, I mean, if we're talking hack off, we're talking the worst of the worst. I mean, I hate to do it to Lafurgey's Nuggets, but I think he still has the crown as the as the as the the biggest hack to ever call in the show, and it sounded something like this.
0: Okay, Detroit Kool Aid Podcast. Uh, this is uh, uh, Laferge's Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> this is for Stuck in the Middle of the Road, Derek and what? the Populist. Get twelve and four, Grifka. Uh, you guys are the best lions of my podcast watching down pat. I'm uh within six days, decades, Lions fan, do or die. Just want to say that based on both of your games, one preseason takes. You're both drinking a drug laced Lions Kool Aid. Ah! You you don't like that cup. I don't like that cup. Mm -hmm. Not a very good cup.
1: Had to drop the hammer on you, LeFurgis. I mean, you, you came out, you, you tried to call us out, you're talking about our takes. I mean, I got to get you off the show at that point. But, Grifka, tell me this wasn't the greatest riddle and rhyme you've ever heard on the show.
0: Uh, you guys are the best lions of my podcast watching, down pat.
1: <laughs> We're the best lions podcast of is watching, down pat. <laughs> incredible legend instant legend one of the greatest the, the the greatest hack on the detroit kool-aid cast of all time
2: yeah that would have been a great call for you some self-gloss
1: <laughs> i mean i doubt lefurgis nuggets is his name griff <laughs> i mean i don't know if that's what the birth certificate says
2: oh you mean he changed it to lefurgis nuggets yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't like my name, Mike Smith. I think I'd go to LaFerge's Nugget. It sounds a lot better. It's a lot more uh, easy for people to get out. You know, when they uh, yeah. when they uh, call me up front there. Oh man, so yeah, so Grifka, rolls off the tongue. We've worked through the smack off and the hack off, Detroit Kool-Aid Cast style. But the main part of the show today, this is gonna this is gonna blow the people's minds, Grifco. I don't even know why I'm doing this. This is this is just craziness on my part, but. The Romageddon segment, that's like, again, when, when Rome doesn't let people call in and do bum smack where they do jokes about bums. But it might if you did, it might go something like this. War bums using sausage patties as earmuffs or war bums using bugles as vuvuzelas. <laughs> he, he doesn't let them do that. He doesn't let people talk about other people's appearance or, I don't know, call them fat. <laughs> like we did Mike Daniels a couple weeks ago, but he let him do that, all that different stuff for one show, one one uh, couple hour segment. And could today on the show, again, this is this is Detroit Kool Aid Cast Armageddon because I'm gonna let you tell the people. We always drink the Detroit Kool Aid up in here. We serve up those big glasses. Drink it in, uh... I'm always the positive one. I'm always telling people why the Lions are gonna do good, why their roster's a lot better than, you know, we serve up the Detroit Kool Aid. Today, one day only, I'm going to let you go Grifka, go Waffle Maker. I'm going to let you tell the people why the sky might fall on this team, what might happen that's going to be terrible, how the regime might not even exist after this football season. I mean, I want to know all about the negative today. This is bizarro land in the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, but I know you're smiling from ear to ear over there. Are you ready to do this?
2: Yeah, but I'm so positive on this team. This is gonna be pretty hard for me to do.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is this is off middle of the off season Griffka where he gave him ten plus wins the last few shows. He's been positive, he's joking around. Today we're gonna get back to Eeyore, we're gonna get back to the real Griffka, the guy that the minute something goes wrong, he's punching his coffee table, he's he's ruining my experience when we're at the game at Ford Field, and he gets to do it today because I'm actually gonna allow it. Griffka to get, to get you know, Detroit Kool-Aid Cass Armageddon started off, before we even get into the Lions, I want to do this to just blow the people's minds to. Grifka, before we get to that, would you give us a couple minutes on the uh, Detroit Tigers draft pick, who you'd like them to take, and, and just what you're expecting from, uh, you know, the greatest sport there is of baseball before we get to uh, your negative football takes. Can you do that? I'd really appreciate it.
2: Sure. I mean, the draft is coming up here pretty soon, and everybody's predicting that they'll take Torkelson, the power hitting first baseman, out of uh, Arizona State. Now, um, uh, I, for one, I, I, I'm happy with that. The guy, you know, he can mash the ball. He has, you know, good average. He has power to all, all fields. Plus, he's a first baseman, and they could use a first baseman. The lights, the, the, the Tigers have been trotting out some bums out there the last couple of years because Cabrera's uh, just getting too old, and he's going to be DH now. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. Hello? I think we just lost the waffle maker right there. He just, I gave him a chance to talk baseball and he was gone. I really wanted to do this the minute he started talking. Grifka, you there? Everybody, we're back. Griffka's back. He disappeared. I mean, <laughs> Griffka, I give you one chance in, in D- Detroit Kool-Aid cast Armageddon to talk baseball and, and your your connection drops off. Uh, happened to be right around when I played crickets because I was getting tired of your garbage. And while you were gone, I hit you with the Jim Rome hammer. So I think we can move on. I think that's enough baseball. So now that that's over with, that that, that will return to the sport we shall not speak of. Grifka, let's keep this Armageddon moving like tell me why the Detroit lions are going to just, this is season's not going to come together. It's going to be as bad as the last couple. Like the record is going to be atrocious. Like how, how is that going to happen with the 2020 Detroit lions? If it happens?
2: Well, well, the first thing is that, uh, they're tied for the fifth toughest schedule in, in the NFL. And, uh, it is just it's just a very tough schedule for them for them to do they're uh breaking in a new defensive coordinator and i'm sure matt patricia is going to be the guy pulling all the uh the puppet strings anyways and still i mean he's the defense coordinator's got to learn the guys got to work with them i know he, a lot of philadelphia eagles players really praised them saying he was ready but still i mean breaking a new coordinator in and um Stafford's coming back from injury this off season, not being able to work with a lot of the new guys. And I know the lines went into the draft looking for guys who think who could jump in, contribute with very little training camp experience, but still it's very hard for rookies to do that. And then, um, you're depending on Matt Stafford's last couple of years have been, you know, been dinged up hurt. You know, a couple of years ago, it came out at the end of the year that, you know, he had the broken back and you were like, allegedly, you know, but still <laughs> then last year kind of happened again. And, uh, same thing. You got to break in a couple new offensive linemen. Sign you know Hal Vita, Your whole left side, your whole right side of the line is going to be new. And then you still got you know the Turnstile Taylor Decker over on the left side. So uh, you know I know PFF rates him you know good you know every once in a great while. So that makes him an above average tackle, which no it really doesn't. But still, I mean he's still your left tackle over there. Um, carry on. You know we, we know we're talking about the, the 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 dynamic duo that the Lions' backfield could have. But then again, it's one of those things where on hasn't been able to spend, you know, been injured, you know, not being on the field. We've both talked about it where Swift isn't the prime, you know, he can't be a bell cow. That can be the guy getting the ball all the time. And I know there's other guys there, you know, Scarborough, they got, you know, they drafted Huntley, um, Ty Johnson, which I was high on Ty Johnson. But, you know, this year, the guy's really got to show me something, but he might not do anything. It's really nice that he can pull a Jeep wearing shoulder pads, and, you know, using an ox yoke, but still. I mean, can you outrun somebody on the field? It didn't look like he could last year, and then on the defense, I mean, uh, they still really don't have a pass rush. I know that's not, you know, Matt Patricia's big thing. You know, he's more of a coverage guy. Well, realize, one of your coverage guys, and I was a rookie, and. We both really like Jeff Okuda, but still, I mean, learning to be a cornerback in the NFL is one of the toughest positions to play as a rookie. So uh, that could be another reason. And Trufont, he's been okay on the other side. I don't think he's an upgrade from Slay. I, I don't even think it's a wash. I think Slay's better than him. So it's kind of a downgrade on the other side. I don't think he, you know, he's dinged up in Atlanta, hasn't played as well. And that's why the Lions were able to get him. And then still, your linebacking core—you got some totem poles out there, and your fastest one sucks. I mean, yeah, it's nice that he worked out and he got all cut, but we're not selling jeans here in Detroit we're playing football. It ain't gonna make him, you know, tackle any, you know, get better tackling angles or cover anybody because you got ripped. Congratulations, you know, you can go on one of those commercials where, like, I used, you know, P P ninety X or you know, whatever it is to get cut. Who cares? It doesn't matter. And it could be one of those things where Collins comes in here and. And when he went to Cleveland, he had such a down year, and then he went back to New England, and he had another good year. But hopefully it's not one of those things like he went to Cleveland. He lives up to the expectations that we're hoping for. I mean, even you've said you thought he maybe got paid a little bit too much for where he was at, and he could be one of those things where he, he doesn't perform like we need him to. And I know Christian Jones is out there, and I heard you're taking Christian Jones, how PFF's rating him. But the guy's still – I mean, yeah, he's great when you run right at him and he doesn't have to move. Other than that, he sucks. To uh, Tavai, I mean, poor man's Chris Spielman. Got to love the tackling ability, but he couldn't cover a coffee table. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where a, a lot could go wrong for this team. And it could be one of those things where the team's just, you know, the coaching starts to feel the pressure. Matt Pat's trying to do some things, you know, to like, I don't want to say save his job, but we've all seen the history. You know, yeah, Detroit Lions coaches leave here and they may go get a coordinator job, a lowly coordinator job somewhere else. But he's not going to be looked at as a head coaching material anywhere else. And it really could affect Bob Quinn. It's like, dude, you got your chance to turn around, you know, the franchise and you really didn't. So once again, you could be back, you know, you know, the assistant to the assistant to the assistant, you know, travel secretary or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it could be like if if losses start to mount up, you know, the bad mojo happens. This team could be another, you know, four win team, five win team.
1: Griff, can you take a breath now? I mean, that that was one of your I was trying to
2: get it all in before you cut me off or did the uh, <laughs> crickets and stuff like that, so I was trying to talk as fast as I could.
1: Grifka, in summary, I mean, everybody that's listening knows you're smiling from ear to ear. You've been waiting for this uh, for multiple reasons. It brings you joy to hate on this football team, even though you say you love them. Uh, what you really were trying to say, in like instead of in that 12-minute rant, was that you think the Lions could possibly be not that... Uh,
2: yeah, they might not be that good or that great. They might not be that great.
1: <laughs> Griffka, you know what I'm starting to think about Detroit Kool Aid cast Armageddon. You know what I'm starting to think?
2: What's that? It was a bad decision. Period.
0: Point blank. It was a, the one of the dumb decision I ever made. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're
1: gonna we're gonna keep it going though. So. I mean, you ran through multiple of my questions. You ran down every position. You hit on all your people that you just harped on for the past two seasons. No matter how they play, you just ring, you just crush them. I mean, here's a question for you that I don't think you ever think about when you're just ready to get rid of the team or think so-and-so is not that great, and then you're just going to upgrade them, like, now what? So the Lions had a terrible season in your mind. You're you're telling all the people on the Kool-Aid cast, see, I told you so. I told you this team. And now what are you going to do? How, how are you going to get this team turned back around where it's not a five-year rebuild now that your Lions Armageddon has happened? Like, tell me. I want to hear this.
2: Well, the first thing would be you would have to, I don't know, get a coach that knows when to use timeouts i mean i don't know how many games you've been watching where you at some point like call timeout call timeout call timeout and he doesn't do it or how he just like settles for stuff at the end of the half it's just like you got some time you know, why don't want to try down and go, go down and try to score you got you got stafford throw the ball down i mean you got kenny and marvin but no it's just like you know they, they do the typical you know like oh why don't we just like take a knee or just run a dive play into the defensive tackles. Oh, 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 sorry. We'll, we'll take two timeouts and, you know, to, you know, into the locker room with us, that, that would be the big thing getting a coach that actually knows how to coach would, would, would be the the biggest thing. And not just, you know, sounds good on the microphone coming here, you know, swinging a big stick.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Jim Caldwell jumped in on you.
2: Go ahead. (laughs) You want to get Jim Caldwell back? I don't know if he's the right guy, but, uh, You know, I I miss the fire of Jim Schwartz. You know, I I don't think he was the greatest coach either. But, you know, we did turn that team around, you know, from a zero win team and took them to the playoffs. So, I mean, that's not all that bad.
0: So, please,
2: (laughs) please. (laughs) You trying to tell me you didn't like Jim Schwartz? You didn't like the metal of him getting in a fight with, you know, Jim Harbaugh as they were running off the field. You want a coach that'll fight for you. (laughs) <laughs> obviously yeah fight the other coaches you know so when's the last time Vince Lombardi punched somebody I mean I realize he has passed away you know rest in peace but the trophy is named after you so that should give you the right to punch somebody every once in a while so <laughs> when
1: did Vince Lombardi punch somebody Grifka I don't know
2: um policy is still the same check the report
1: <laughs> Grifka like okay you just talked about timeout you talked about uh You know, things to me that really don't matter when it comes to winning and losing ball games or franchise or team building like like you've blown it up. The, The Lions have done what you secretly hope and they've had a horrible season in 2020. The coach is gone. The GM is gone. whose fault is it? Whose number one fault is it? And how are you going to fix it? Are you going to, are you going to go get a new quarterback now after you didn't get one with the third pick? Are you going to, are you going to overhaul the offense and the defense? Are you going to just pay everybody, whatever they want? Like this is what you got to deal with because you just want to get rid of Taylor Decker and Jared Davis every year, but you got no idea who you're going to put in there. So in your Armageddon, you got to fix it too. So tell me whose fault it's going to be when they have this epically bad season in bizarro kool-aid cast land today and then tell me in a short few minutes how grifka is going to fix it what's your grandiose plan what are what are you going to do sitting from your lazy boy the the president of lazy boy scouting to get this team right after what two three decades of losing that you have sat around for
2: well the hardest part is i mean you want to say who's the blame it's obviously bob quinn's the guy who's to blame because he's the one who Fired Caldwell to bring in his own coach, and he's the one who's drafting the players to put them on the field. Now we've heard rumors where Patricia likes somebody, Bob Quinn wants somebody else. They might butt heads a little there, but they seem to work pretty well together. But still, Bob Quinn's the one getting the guys on the field. He's the one bringing them in here. Now, as you've mentioned, they still have—they seem to have a lot of money left over to go and sign somebody. You know, like I, I listened to your believe in, cast where you talked about you know they have the money bringing Van Clowney for one year make a real run for it but I, I don't know it doesn't seem like bob quinn's doing that so either somebody's holding them back trying to put the cheapest team out on the field that they can and and having some left over or those guys that we've mentioned before just aren't coming here they're trying to bring them in here and they're just not coming here because it's detroit but still at that point you as a gm you need to be able to overcome that and either he's sitting on the money hoping to go score somebody or somebody higher ups telling him, Hey, you know, this should be your team. This is really your limit. And then that's the case. Then you have to look at, you know, the lady wearing the, uh, the, the, Rex specs, you know, the, uh, the shaded glasses driving around in the, in the golf cart, (laughs) you know, waiting for her most favorite moment of, you know, lifting up the trophy. But if you're hamstringing your, uh, your GM to do that, then, she ain't going to take the blame. She owns the team. She can do whatever she wants. At that point, you're going to have to bring in another GM. Correct. Now with the draft the last few years, there are some building blocks there. There, there really can be, um, especially on the offensive line with what they've taken. You run with the three guys that are, that are there in the middle. Um, Jackson Stenberg and um, Frank Ragnow. Vitae. I, I don't know about him. He just seems really risky. I know. What they paid for him. Some people like really blew off the roof, but uh, once again, I heard you know. Listen to your other podcast. You his numbers really not that bad compared to what other ta- other right tackles are making. So you could almost kind of live with that for a little bit. They got Swift. Um, you go out and resign Kenny. I mean, you, you start to use Hawkinson. You know, you know, he he was the number eight pick. You can't force it on him. But this guy has to be more than Kyle Brady. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> You, you got to drop some plays for him on the defense yet. Yeah, you got Okuda. Uh, I mean, you, you, you spent a lot of money on flowers. I don't know. It, you really can't change the scheme where you're expecting him to get to the quarterback on every play. That's, you know, he's not Reggie white. You know, he's, he, he's not that type of player. Um, you know, your defensive tackles. I mean, you, know, you, you want to say to Sean hand, but it depends on what you're, what you're doing. If, if you're going with the guys who are here, Deshaun Hand, he's, he's, he's a tweener at that point. He's not big enough to play defensive tackle. And he's not he's really not quick enough to play defensive end Then, if you're looking for somebody to be a pass rusher like that. So that doesn't work either. Um, I think you're good at safeties. So I don't think you have to do a whole lot there. And once again, your linebackers, I mean, there's one of those things, Jimmy Johnson loved the fast linebacker. So if you're looking for a coach who loves that thing, you're going to have to scrap your whole linebacking core and bring in a whole bunch of different linebackers. Now, either you do that in the draft or you try to just find fast guys, you know, in free agency. Or you might have to pay somebody huge, you know, depending on who's coming out and when, you know, in free agency. But generally finding those linebackers like that, they get franchise tag, they get big money. And if if the higher ups, you know, Martha is not allowing GMs to use the full cap, you're not going to be able to do that. So at that point, you're going to have to go out and draft some fast linebackers.
1: Well, there it is, everybody. There's the Grifka magic pill to fix the Lions after he told you why they are going to be terrible in 2020. I mean, this has been the bizarro Kool-Aid cast. I mean, I think, Grifka, if you're the fixing the Lions and you are going to move on from Taylor Decker, I mean, I don't know. He might do this. Followed up by a chokeslam, of course. And then, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think all of your takes today, I let you get them in. I just sat back and listened. I mean, they were probably, uh, I don't know this. That's
0: terrible. That's a terrible idea.
2: That's a terrible idea.
1: <laughs> That's kind of what I think about uh, Detroit Kool-Aid cast Armageddon. And I mean, it was, it was pretty much this. That's pitiful. I mean, it's
0: absolutely pitiful to, to perform like that.
1: Did, did you feel good about it, though? Did it help you? Because this is the one time only where you're going to get that kind of crap and I'm not going to come back at you, drop a drop a Jim Rome hammer on you, mid-sentence, hit you with crickets, hit you with the me jumping in on you and just coming after you with gloves off. It, did it feel nice to just wreck the team and, and not have me kill you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was fine. But, I mean, if you, you want my take, I mean, I told you, I thought the linebacking core was weak and I, like, fast – you know, weak weak side linebackers. I mean, you prefer obviously the, the the stone heads from Easter Island out there. I mean, which is fine, but uh, <laughs> not me. I like I like a guy who can actually move around the field.
1: Oh man! Well, everybody, I hope I didn't depress you too much. If so, you could use this music. But this was the Grifka Show. This was. Detroit Kool-Aid cast Armageddon. This was up is down, down is up, right is left. I mean, everything was backwards. I mean, it was a sad show, but I think in some ways it was a fun show. I mean, Grifka being the Lions GM, I mean, it sounds like uh, in the movies when you hear this. Ah! (laughs) That's what I think of when I have Grifka fixing the Lions or telling me why they're not going to be good. We'll be back here on Friday talking Detroit Lions, drinking the Detroit Kool-Aid, Grifka. Drink it in, man. With a side of cornbread and being positive and talking about this team. Well, at least I will be. We'll see where you're at come our Friday show. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Uh, Before we get up out of here, I mean, on the bizarro show, Grifka, I mean, just curious if you, uh, I don't know, have anything else for the people?
2: Uh nope. Grifka.
1: The Bizarro show. Do you have anything else for the people?
2: <laughs> um yes, you know, um <laughs> since uh everybody enjoyed my takes, please hit me up on Twitter at @grifkadkc and let me know. You know, like hey, you know, we agree with you, we don't agree with you. Mostly and I realize it's gonna be like we agree with you because, you know, we like fast linebackers as well and Taylor Decker sucks. No, so hey, no, no. I, I appreciate that.
1: Oh, my goodness, everybody. I, I just can't believe we've done on this show. Grifka will be back to saying nope on Friday. I mean, this show has done this.
2: It drives me freaking bonkers.
1: Grifka does this every week. What
2: the hell are you doing?
1: That's my take. Everybody, we'll get up out of here. We'll see you Friday talking all things Detroit Lions right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Pack the bags, Start
0: the plane This game. It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!